Welcome back to another episode of the Cigar Guys podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We are here with, of course, as always, Jared Burrows and uh, not so familiar face, Zachary Nikolai, who we finally got back from the kidnappers. Uh, the only problem is that we had to trade out Mark uh, to get Zach back. We didn't really want him anyway. We kind of wanted Zach back. So sorry, Mark. But today we have a special guest with us over the interwebs. You may know his. You may know who this guy is. You may have seen him before. He's relatively popular, you could say. But we have the cigar prop himself. Mr. Kevin is here with us. We're going to be talking about censorship, for one. And then Kevin, of course, is going to introduce himself and his brand for those of you that don't know. Thank you very much for being here, Kevin. Oh, you're quite welcome. And and a guy like Nikolai, or that with a name like that, you do the kidnapping. You don't get kidnapping. <laughs> you do you do the kidnapping. Well, if you well, got if you got kidnapped, you, you fucked it up. You just did something wrong. Well, listen, I'm gonna be honest with you, but me telling people I got kidnapped was just a cover up. Uh, yeah, uh, so I was out there, you know, doing some stuff, but some okay. stuff I probably shouldn't okay. mention on the cigar, you know, podcast. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for joining us today. Oh, you're quite welcome. What's a rule? Are we allowed to cuss? What, what's the rules? I, I, you know, I, I say a lot of dumb shit. No, you, you can know. say the dumbest shit. You can curse. Oh, I give okay, you permission. Okay, because just about every time I'm on someone's show, like the next day I get a message or an email or whenever it comes out, like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that again. Or you said that about somebody. You brought <laughs> up somebody. And I'm like, crap, why does this? I just, I just say dumb shit all the time. And we appreciate it. No, it's welcome. But yeah. uh, it's weird that someone sent you an email the day after. They should have like, preconditioned it or told you in advance it seems kind of uh kind of weird yeah well i think when you're smoking cigars too i mean you want to be as relaxed as possible so we try to keep the podcast relaxed and you know you can say whatever you want for the for the most part i mean we're laid back guys anyway so we don't care so right on what's up with that piece of wood behind you is it coming off the wall why is there a shadow <laughs> under it that's uh you know. it's a secret so that, that's okay. actually uh there's electrical uh stuff back there so we had to oh okay yeah okay i, I had to, i had to know you're the, I, pete, you're the I, first I was person. watching pete johnson from tatuaje was live like months ago and he had like uh he had like a ceiling fan he was in his kitchen or something and there was like one bulb out of like four that were burned out it bothered me so much i kept i, I was texting him i was kept chatting he finally <laughs> turned he finally turned the light off he goes are you happy i go yeah yeah much better now i can pay attention <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, the first, you're the first person to ask that actually. So I'm glad we addressed that for the audience in case they were wondering. <laughs> yeah, nobody else has ever asked. No. <laughs> but so anyway, Kevin, uh, tell us a little bit about you know your brand and what you do. I know you do a lot of stuff, so go ahead and just give us a rundown of everything you got going on, my friend. Uh, so uh, my name is Kevin uh, from Cigar Prop. I'm also Kevin from Trash Panda Cigars. Uh, we started uh, um, about six years ago in the cigar accessories, making um, cigar holders, little stands for uh, for your cigars, obviously. Uh, that morphed into um, doing uh, cigar reviews on YouTube, just like every other jackass does or when they get into the cigar world. And then, uh, but I didn't want free stuff. I was just promoting my own my own company. So it made me a little bit different. Um, so I wasn't always chasing, chasing the free stuff, but, um, and then, uh, uh, I was asked to be on a couple of shows talking about my product and then that morphed into being a co-host on a show. And then that morphed into Brad Reith and I from Zeal Cigars doing our own show. And then, um, uh, being out in uh, Arizona, it was, it was getting impossible to get our schedules lined up. So he, he started doing his thing. And then I, I started my own, my own weekly live show and. Um, we did that for a couple of years, and then uh, I, I got into the cigar business with Trash Panda Cigars, and that was basically from talking to our guest each week. You know, it was just you're talking to them about you know how many cigars they have like left over when they're doing these test blends. You know, testing a new cigar, they'll make 100 cigars, 150 cigars. They'll after 25, they'll get it down pat, and then they usually just give away the rest throw them away, smoke them, whatever. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I'll buy them, you know? So, you know, nobody else, no, nobody else wants a hundred cigars to buy and sell online. You can't mm -hmm. make any money with that, but you know, our trash panda, you know, you know what, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. So that's kind of how it, how it started. And 
now we're now we have cigars made for us. I'm smoking one. Our, our new laces out by uh, Sinistro. That's what I'm smoking tonight. I've got our other one here somewhere. Cert Mythe Bruscar, aka Real Good Trash. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty much uh, my life in a nutshell. Just uh, still doing the media thing because I love doing this. I yeah. love talking. You know, I love doing shows. I love being on shows. Uh, it's fantastic. So I have a, I have a blast doing this. So yeah, we, we would agree we're, with we're, you. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's it's fun. That's like the half of it right there is just coming on and hanging out with each other, and of course the guests that we bring on. And real quick, uh, you know, Kevin told us what he's smoking. Uh, I'm smoking the uh, Garofalo uh, provided to us by United Cigars. This has been on the show before. Zach, what are you smoking? Uh, I'm smoking the Camacho Triple Maduro. Uh, Maduro. I was actually gifted this uh, by a good friend in Kansas, uh, Chris. So shout out to you, Chris. Uh, this is my first time smoking it, actually. I hope you ate beforehand. I did. I actually made <laughs> sure to eat because I knew uh, it was going to be a rough one if I didn't. Um, Jared, what are you smoking? I'm actually smoking the Asylum 13 for the first time. <laughs> the 7x70. <Yeah. laughs> it's yeah. the biggest cigar I've ever smoked, so we'll see how it goes. Finally got Jared to smoke a big cigar here on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. You know, Jared, yeah. Jared's used to having you know big sticks in his mouth, so like, <laughs> I knew that was coming. It's, it's no different, you know what I mean? <laughs> You know that triple Maduro, I didn't find it all that strong. It really? wasn't overly, wasn't overly uh, uh, strong. You know who uh, uh, came up with that cigar? Abe Dababna, Smoke In. Oh, really? You know, uh, yeah, a- Abe came up with that. Uh, uh, went to uh, Christian Aroa, and uh, and it's like, hey, uh, you guys, you guys want to do this cigar? And they're like, yeah. You know, so yeah, they paid them out royalties for a long time, and then Davidoff had to buy them out when uh, when they bought uh, Camacho. Wow. Yeah. yeah, when I had it too, I didn't think it was super strong, but a lot of people say that it is. Yeah, well, so uh, uh, this guy, Chris, he actually, he brought two to work that day because he, he smokes on his way to work and on his way back. And uh, he smoked this in the morning. So I, I was expecting it to be strong, but not a crazy, mm. you know, crazy strength just because if you're, this is the first thing you're smoking in the morning, you know, you can't. Uh, it can't be that bad, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so I, I smoke the uh, uh, my favorite breakfast cigar is the uh, the Dunbar Tobacco and Trust Micarita Tricky Traca. That is the strongest Ooh. cigar Steve <laughs> makes, and I enjoy that cigar for for breakfast. It's a it's a good <laughs> it's a good cigar. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I like starting off the day with a stronger cigar. So very nice, very nice. But yeah, that triple Maduro. I think the thing I didn't. It was okay for me. I think that just the flavor wasn't all there for me, from what I remember. It's been so long since I've had the cigar. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm probably about a quarter of an inch through it, so I just let it. But um, I'm getting a lot of flavor from it. Okay, good. So good. I'm not getting a lot of strength, you know, where I feel like I won't be able to finish the cigar. Okay, But good. I am getting a lot of flavor. That's why even when I uh, just cut it and I just puffed it a few times, not lit, I was like, wow, you know, because I could actually taste the cigar almost. Um but yeah, so far so good. Good, but yeah. So uh, Kevin, I know that you mentioned to us that um, your tick, your original TikTok account was actually deleted off of TikTok. Yeah, it sucks. And then they don't even, they don't even give you a reason why. And then if you want to appeal it, they're like, "Well, go into your account and then and then appeal it within your account." And it's just like, "But you deleted it, <laughs> you know." So so I can't, you know. So it wasn't even like a not a strike process. They went straight from like nothing like zero to 100 and just banned you and delete your account yeah you know i i've gotten you know I, I think all of us cigar guys have gotten you know hey we had to take down your 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 video because yeah. of community guidelines most of the time i appeal those almost always i get i get the video put back up right but uh but yeah no this wasn't even uh you know like a one two three and you're out and it was just uh you know um you're just you're done yeah and that was one thing like i kept saying i was like you know i know youtube will like give you strikes and stuff but TikTok, it seemed like they would just take down videos and then, yeah, you could appeal them to get them back. But I really hadn't heard much of accounts getting taken down, I guess, besides someone like Andrew Tate. But uh, I'd never really heard of, especially a cigar account, actually getting taken down. So it's pretty crazy when I saw that happen. Yeah, um, you got the uh, the, um, uh, the bearded cigarist. Um, I can't I can't think of his, his name right now. Actually, leaves an hour from me. Yeah, he's I, on his, I saw he's it. On his, yeah. Yeah, he's on his sixth account. Oh, really? You know, yeah, yeah, they keep. But he does push it sometimes because he, okay. you know, he he's, uh, well, and because he makes his own cigar. Yeah. So sometimes you, when you push it, and in these accounts, it's you can review stuff, you can talk about, you can smoke, 
but when you start giving people a direction to mm -hmm. go to purchase yeah something that's when that, that's when it really gets yeah that seems to be the problem uh, that we've had is you know whenever we post a video even if like obviously if you put a link in the video like that's almost like an immediate red flag and sometimes they you can appeal it and get it back up but yeah once you try to get people to go purchase something that's when the problem arises but sometimes it is outside of that too and they just get crazy and yeah i yeah. mean to be honest with you too even with live videos like when we would go live on uh tiktok um if someone if someone else even posted like a link to a website whether it's our website or whatever um it's like almost immediately they come in and they either shut down the live or they'll ban us for a week uh just you know to make sure that no one's trying to push you to a website that is against their community guidelines oh yeah yeah it community their their guidelines yeah theirs the i mean you know that, that we, yeah that what what they deem is appropriate for us you know as adults that that's yeah, that's basically what what they're you know exactly it's all of these plat it's, it's all these platforms it's what they deem appropriate right and you bring up a good point too like the community guidelines quote unquote but especially if you're making videos that you maybe your account is 18 plus or you'd say these videos are for 18 year, you know 18 and up and they could still come in here and basically say hey you know you can't be watching this guy smoke a cigar because that's against what we believe is you know right i guess uh, it's just absolutely crazy it's it's nuts it's nuts and and you know, obviously, you know, Google's the machine, man. Mm -hmm. Like I said, n nobody, you know, nobody's come close into creating anything similar, you know, to, to compete with them, you know, so. Right. Even too, I mean, like if you have these, these uh, companies like Rumble, for example, that's trying to compete yeah. with YouTube, but of course, Google has such a monopoly that they're able to basically diminish their traction, so to say, uh, on multiple different levels. And no one really talks about that, too or people that come up against like, you know, Meta, Instagram and Facebook, those companies are never going to make it because I mean, they would never allow it. They want that monopoly over the internet basically. Yeah. That, I, that, that, and when a company gets traction, then those companies just, they buy them. And yeah. then those, and those, and those create, I mean, if, if someone offered me, you know, like I said, some of these companies hear hundreds of millions of dollars. I'm like, you know, I created this platform to, to, to for free speech, but, uh, I'm about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for yeah, exactly. For hundreds of millions of dollars, you know, there's hardly anything someone wouldn't do, you know, to get that money. Um, but yeah, that's why I'm kind of hoping like like Twitter or X, you know, kind of works out yeah. just because, you know, he's giving the freedom to everyone um, and he doesn't need the money. You know, he, he, he could get offers all day. I mean, just recently I saw uh, the government tried paying him a bunch of money just so they could have control over uh, Trump's old account. Mm. And he's like, no, he's like, this is my platform. You guys, you know, you could give me all the cease and desist orders. I really don't care. I'm keeping this account up. Um, but yeah, it's, that's why I'm hoping TikTok kind of, or uh, Twitter kind of takes off a little bit as like the everything app. Um, this way you can post short videos and post uh, like, I mean, short videos, long videos for YouTube, like, like YouTube. Um, and even just uh, the normal Twitter platform where mm -hmm. you can just type stuff up. Uh, so, so Kevin, to be clear, like you said, it was completely deleted. Like, so you don't have no longer access to any of those videos anymore. No, uh, um, and luckily, I have the majority of them like uh, saved? downloaded. Uh, okay. Yeah, saved. You know, so um, and a lot of them were just dumb, anyways. You know, and they, I'm like, God, why did I make that? You know? <laughs> so, you know, so yeah, slowly every now and then, I, I keep, I, I will repost one of my old ones, and you know, just kind of keep being cognizant of, you know, of the ones that you know potentially could get could get me in trouble again but i i was a, uh, I probably was off tiktok for like a month i was so pissed off yeah. i didn't even want to watch videos i didn't want to get back on platforms mm -hmm. but or the, the platform but you know it, it's one thing that i've preached over the years you know that has made me a success versus a lot of other people i get asked that you know how come you know you, you've blown up you, you're so big you know over the last couple of years mike because I'm on every platform. You gotta be, you know, you get these guys and gals that are pigeonholed. I only do YouTube. That's mm -hmm. my thing. I only do Instagram. I only do Facebook. And and they they love their platform. They know it. They won't learn anything else. And those are the ones that die or the ones that don't get traction. You know, like we've always prided ourselves in the, 
you know, um, uh, finding those new platforms. When TikTok was really getting big, I think I was one of the first, maybe dozen, you know, if maybe half dozen cigar guys on TikTok. Like my first video got like one over a million views in seven days. Hmm. You know, then all the comments like, oh my God, there's there's cigars on TikTok yeah. now. I love it. And, you know, it just, it just exploded. You yeah. Know, yeah. Then, then I got, then I got, and then people were saying, oh, okay, you know, Kevin bought all his followers on TikTok, you know, cause like people like, cause you gotta get that thousand followers to get monetized. We had that like our first day. And to go know, live, like, right? Yeah. You know, and, and to go live. So people, you know, and then like I said, they're, you know, uh, the guy shall, shall re- remain nameless, you know, saying on his Facebook, you know, and implying and everybody knew who he was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, it's me, you know, so, um, but I'm like, yeah, it's just people that have a hard time understanding that you can join a new platform and then gain success. You know, right. Those, yeah. Especially like uh, if you join a niche early on like you did. And even yeah. when, I mean, we joined uh, in like we joined TikTok. That was our very first platform that we did in April of 2022, I believe. Uh, or maybe, yeah, about no, April of 2022. And even then when we were posting um, those videos... Was it 2022 or 2021? I, I feel like it was 21. It was definitely well before, because uh, I know it was well okay. before we had BESA. Yeah. But anyway, so when we started a year and a half or two years ago, we were still getting those comments like, yeah, you know, there's cigars on TikTok now. I made it to cigar TikTok. Yeah. And we would get those up until probably about a year ago. They're starting to see less of them now, because I think, like you said, a bunch of people are on TikTok now starting cigar pages or just, you know, brands in general joining TikTok that have already been established that are realizing, oh, these guys have made it big on TikTok, so maybe I can do the same thing. I, I love the guys and gals that made fun of me, made fun of me for <laughs> being on TikTok, one publicly on his own show, you know, and that's kind of like the, the name where we got Trash Panda Cigars. I was called Trash a couple of times, you know, on, you know, uh, you know, but someone's like, oh, that that's the platform he deserves to, or he belongs on. Like, like I'm like, what, what does that mean? And then when I saw that guy, create his TikTok. I'm like, oh, oh, it's, oh, this is justice. This is justice. It came all the way around. Oh, the TikTok's for little girls and whatever. <laughs> now you're creating a t- uh, account. Mm-hmm. And I and I still go to it every now and then. And he's had account for like a year. He's got like 12 followers. And I'm like, oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, I, I love the people that comment on our videos like, oh my God, I'm so glad I made it to your page. But then the people that, you know, trash your videos, and they always leave the comments. Yeah, they, they're the ones that like really get you going because they kind of make you laugh. Like, wow, like, I mean, we get some comments. Oh, these guys don't know nothing about cigars. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I've been smoking cigars since I was 18. You know, I'm 24 now. Like, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I know, you know we know something. a decent amount. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and then it's always those same people like, oh, wow, these videos suck, this and that. And then they copy our format. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, or, or like, oh your videos sucked, and you go to like their page, whatever it be on, like, well you don't have any videos. Yeah, like, you know, my videos suck. Do it better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Give us some competition, please. Yeah. I mean, half the time we don't even know if these accounts are like actually real or not. Like they could be bot accounts or fly by the night accounts or just trolls. But I mean, we we welcome the comments because it drives views, it drives comments, more discussion. I mean, I think it's funny. I like TikTok. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I so said, we're you know, um, yeah, we're we're slowly. I think we're up to like three hundred followers, four hundred. We're slowly getting back back into it, you know. So the key now is they're saying repost. They're really getting on the repost. Reposting is helping your account when you repost of getting followers. So right, right. Yeah. So so when I find funny stuff, I'm trying to do that. Repost, yeah, so. which I I heard that too, and I just don't necessarily understand it. But if that's what they're saying, I guess you know, try and repost some other stuff. But I, I do. I, I try and pay attention to these town halls, what they're saying. Mm-hmm. I pay um, uh, every now and then uh, uh, people, you know, like, you know, do like a one on one, like hour chat, you know, pay someone like 150 bucks, 200 bucks, you know, and then they'll like get you up to date. They'll look mm-hmm. at your account and be like, here's what you should be doing. Hashtags and stuff like that. So we try and do that a couple times a year, you know, just to try and stay up to date on on what's going on. Um, and, and then I try and help other people, too. I'm like, hey, you know, I just I just had this. You know this this client. You know I paid this guy, and he told me this, and I noticed you're doing the same thing. So we try and help out as many people as we can. Mm-hmm. The people I don't help out are the people I love that hate me. 
Um, and when they post their TikToks and they post the same video on Instagram and it has the TikTok watermark. Mm. Uh, one of those. Like, uh, yeah. Oh, because no, that gets shoved all the way down. Instagram came out like, don't be posting your TikToks here. Yeah. You know, we, we will not let anybody see it. Right. And then so I, so I try and tell my friends that, but then my, my enemies are like, and I keep seeing them like, oh, I love it. Nobody's watching your video. <laughs> Yeah, we've done that a couple times, and then I realized, like, no, it's probably not. It, I, I personally don't like the way it looks anyway. Like, the watermark just looks trashy. It, it does. So we always, you know, obviously we have the original videos, so we just upload those. Um, but two, I wanted to talk about the cigar memes that have now taken over. It's TikTok mainly, but some of them have been on Instagram, too. When did you, did you start posting? I know you've posted memes. When did you start heavily posting cigar memes? Uh, right from the beginning, you know, it was, it's something I've always, I've always done. And cause I, I, you know, so my key to my success is I try and make myself laugh. Mm-hmm. I don't care about anybody else. Jessica, she'll say, I'll, I'll create a video and she's like, that's dumb. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but it made, but it made me laugh. And I go, that's, that's the kind of dumb stuff I want to see. Right. Because in my day, cause cigars are fucking boring. Uh-huh. I hate talking about cigars. I said, I, I don't watch anybody. I do watch your guys' stuff on, on TikTok because I said, you're not just, oh, this cigar's got this, this, and this. And it's like, I don't care about that. Yeah. You know, tell me something, make me laugh, or <laughs> give me some cool information about maybe the maker of the family that mm-hmm. I didn't know about. So I just try and create content that I personally want to view and I want to see things that make me laugh and memes have always made me laugh mm. so so that, that's my goal just make myself laugh i appreciate you say that because when we started our tiktok you know we started posting a lot of memes and we at that time we weren't seeing too many cigar guys post memes because like you said when we got into the cigar game we didn't want to be just like cigar reviews or yeah, we're, cigar yeah. 101 stuff like that we wanted to be funny and you know the most hate that we ever get is when we post like a meme ripping on acid cigars but they're so funny and they get so many views so we keep posting them and it's like we're trying to be not just like that but we're trying to be you know more entertaining and not just like you said you know here's a cigar here's what i think here's a cool lighter you should check these guys out like just be more engaging and build a community that's able to laugh together yeah related to cigars i mean yeah and i think that's that's kind of uh you know what we walked into like our viewpoint on it was when we started all this we wanted to be the virtual cigar lounge right when you go to a cigar lounge you know you're hanging out with your buddies you're either going to be relaxing on your own whatever fine or you hang out with your buddies and you just bs the whole time you know you're just bullshitting you're making each other laugh uh you might have some whiskey smoke a cigar and you just talk about whether it's conspiracies, just random nonsense, that drunk guy at the corner of the bar. Um, and I think, you know, for every one informative video, like really informative video we do, we'll probably have like, you know, nine videos that is just, you know, us talking, you know, mm-hmm. us yeah. just, you know, just bullshitting, just having a good time together and making each other laugh. And yeah, hopefully making our viewers laugh too. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, without a doubt. You know, um, like I said, it, it's just when we're, when we're all sitting at the lounge, we're never talking about our cigar like like some no. like so, so like like if you're you know coming into a group maybe you're like oh hey what are you smoking you know yeah. oh, I'm smoking yeah. that's the icebreaker you know like like what are you smoking you know people are like oh, and they're like all right cool i don't go oh so what are you getting out of that <laughs> yeah, i remember yeah. when i smoked that i got this nice chocolate on the finish and then when i retro is that what you, you know no we don't say you know i'm gonna get kicked out of the lounge for talking some dumb shit like that yeah well if they don't taste the same thing as you then they're not smoking it right obviously yeah they're, they're, <laughs> they're not smoking it right so yeah we just talk about like i said everything everything else yeah I, I think it's funny that you mentioned that too because sometimes we'll talk about a cigar you know because yeah we, we always do that that thing where we're at the beginning what are you smoking and about halfway through the podcast you know uh, we're like, we're like, how is this cigar? You know, hey, I haven't smoked that in a long time. How is it? Which is fine. And we get some comments that are just like, that's not how the cigar tastes. <laughs> you know, it's like, how are you going <laughs> to tell me how I taste the cigar? You know? Oh, I- exactly. You know, and, and then like I said, if, if I'm at a lounge and usually it's like, like the, the room that someone will be smoking something like, Man, that smells like really good. Like what, what is going on with that? Like, can you, do you know anything about that cigar? Tell me, I, I really am enjoying the smoke that, you know, other than that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't have to stay on the cigar topic very long. Like, like you said, when we're hanging out, if we're at the lounge, and even like 
some of our episodes, our podcasts, we try to bring in either conspiracy theories or something that's relevant today or just kind of BS because, I mean, at the end of the day, like, there's only so much you can talk about when it comes to cigars, too, uh, that's going to keep people entertained. Oh, exactly. Like, like I said, cigars are boring. You know, so we had on our show, um, it's probably, I don't know, maybe two months ago, a month and a half, Nick Melillo, Foundation Cigars. Yeah. We were two and a half hours into that show before we brought up a cigar, <laughs> you know, because Nick is such an amazing guy and, he, and he's a friend. So I, so I know a lot, uh, a lot about him, but, but yeah, we didn't bring, you know, like getting towards the end. I'm like, ah, crap. Yes, we should probably talk about your new cigar. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're like that sometimes. We're like, oh, maybe we should talk about cigars uh, or at least what we're smoking or something like that. But it's crazy, too, that you said that because, I mean, Foundation makes great stuff. I'm surprised the topic didn't come up sooner. Yeah, they, they make they make incredible stuff, you know. Um, and then just he's just an incredible guy just with his, you know, he, you know, he's got the knighthood from Ethiopia, you know, just the whole that whole thing. You know, it's just, you know, uh, he can go on and on forever but, uh, but yeah they make fantastic cigars i think three years ago that was my number one cigar of the year the uh uh the tabernacle the uh, uh mm-hmm. the ct142 yeah no fantastic cigar yeah we were we were promoting the tabernacle for a while just because we had a box of those and those were like our go-tos for a while so they got a lot of promotion and um but actually i wanted to ask too have you had any problems with your youtube account yet so um, a lot of people are going through that right now. You know, uh, they're they're on another another uh, um, frenzy of, of deleting everything. So last, so it had been a year ago. So last June or July, uh, they hit me with. Uh, I woke up one morning and they age restricted dozens and dozens of my videos. Mm. They took down a couple dozen videos, and then it was um, it was just a free for all for for days. They were deleting videos, channel strike, channel strike. I, I got dozens of channel strikes, but you can get two of them mm-hmm. or you can get a dozen of them in a day and it doesn't make any difference. It's the same as getting one. Yeah. You just don't want to get that second one seven, seven days later. So um, they end up deleting, I don't know, a couple hundred of my videos. Um, I end up proactively taking down hundreds of my own videos, just deleting them and then come to find out a couple of those videos I got flagged on even though I deleted them and nobody can view them they're still on YouTube servers mm. I got busted for one video that I had deleted just because it's still on YouTube's uh, server that's when crazy. you say so, deleted do you mean like unlisted or private or actually deleted no, de- from YouTube deleted taken oh, wow. down just deleted it off there it's okay. not you cannot I cannot even find that video anymore but because they have it hidden away somewhere on some server, yeah. I got I got a, I got a, a hit on that one. For, so yes, yeah, so for, for us, for yeah, us, we so get yeah. a lot of these like age restricted videos too. Yeah, is this when it forces to be like eighteen plus? Yeah. Do you feel that the viewership drops immediately afterwards, or do you feel like most of our crowds are eighteen or twenty one plus? No, they're they're just not promoting us yeah. at all. Like okay. so, even even when I'm watching, um, like so the other night I watched the new uh, Crown Heads the Ozhead podcast. I love it. I'm hooked on the Ozheads podcast. Those oh yeah, they're cool great. guys. Yeah, yeah, super cool. But I notice, like in my videos, like that they recommend. I was watching a cigar video. There wasn't a single recommended cigar video on, mm, on wow. that on that list. So they're they're not even they're not pushing uh, all of our content. Um, they're just you know they're just hiding it hiding it away. You know, yeah. people that that know us, follow us, you know, so I'll, I'll create like whatever I put on TikTok or uh, Instagram as a short or a reel. I'll, I'll put it on um, YouTube as well as a short. You know, usually those do pretty good. Yeah. But um, I do an occasional video every now and then, but I, I mainly use it to go live, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, each week. So and then I have a backup channel as well. Yeah. You know, so uh, just in case something happens to mine, you know, the backup channels only live videos and that's and that's it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. we, we started our YouTube, um, in January. So, I mean, we're only about eight months now and, uh, we didn't really have any problems. We got a few videos that were age restricted, uh, like well after they were posted. And then last week at some point, one of our oldest shorts, conveniently the one with the most views got taken down. So that was our warning. And then I think the next day or two days later, we posted a video and they gave us a strike and the reasoning was because we put 
the Bovita uh, website in the description because I mentioned, hey, you know, check out Bovita to for your humidor. Da, da, da. And as soon as that video went live, they sent us an email and said, you know, we took out the link and you guys have your first strike. You can't post for a week. And that was like you said earlier when you got your t- TikTok taken down, you were like, I don't even want to deal with it. I was like, dude, I hate YouTube. Like, I don't even want to like think about it. I'm like, let's just leave YouTube altogether. <laughs> like, it's so it yeah. just pissed me off. What's really annoying is that the strike lasts like at least the first one, at least three months, and even removing the content or fixing the content doesn't remove the strike. So it's almost like a definitive punishment where we can't resolve yeah. it ourselves on our end, at least. Yeah, you know, and what sucks is I said we, we all want to abandon YouTube because we all hate it. But we all, you know, we all need it, you <laughs> yeah. know, and, and we, we don't need the platform. We need the, the search engine optimization. We need yes. Google, you know, so, you know, it's um, it's it just when you're especially if you have advertisers or whatnot, we just need to be able to get that, you know, our, our shows out there, even though YouTube's not the main platform, but it's Google, you know, and they, they right. push YouTube. So, yeah. So so one, one way or the other, we, we all still need it, even though we hate it. Yeah, no, you're exactly right about the technical aspect, too, because, I mean, if you look up the cigar guys or probably the same thing when you look up cigar prop on Google, uh, your first videos that pop up are either going to be TikTok or YouTube. Those are going to be one of the first links that pops up, too. And of course, over time, that helps everything else. But yeah, you're exactly you're exactly right. They promote YouTube big time, especially when you do like long form videos and stuff like that. Yeah, we are without a doubt. So we, we actually we need them. Yeah, unfortunate so. to say, because we were like, oh, we got Rumble, but Rumble, I mean, I just hate the platform, too. It's like, <laughs> I, I, you know, and, and, and Rumble, it, it, it doesn't, you know, I think I meant like after like two years, you know, 13 or 1400 followers, mm-hmm. you know, you look at you look at Brian Glenn with Cigar Obsession, you know, he had at, at before he he bounced off YouTube. He was the most watched, you know, or had the most subscribers, a little over 100,000. Mm-hmm. You know, he created his Rumble. I checked the other day. I think he's at. 6,000 mm-hmm. so but with that being said that just shows what his what his reach truly is nothing mm-hmm. against Brian um, he's he's a douche um, but um, <laughs> uh, but yeah so if, if you you know if you couldn't get you know 10% of your 100,000 followers 15% to follow you to a new platform and they wouldn't you know it's got to tell you something about yourself yeah well especially if that's the only option because I mean if we left YouTube uh, entirely or if we got deleted or whatever I mean, it'd either be, we have, well, so we started uploading our podcast videos on Spotify and I actually love the Spotify platform, but, um, I mean, rumble is the other option and it's like, you know, you have to be able to convince people to leave YouTube and go to rumble and not just watch other people on YouTube. Oh, that's it. Now you guys only do Spotify. No. So we're on, um, every listening platform for podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. We upload like Buzzsprout and push them out. So, yeah, so yeah, we, we download all of our shows and we just upload them as podcasts. Yeah. Right. So we uh, we had Buzzsprout, too, actually. And um, we talked in the past about uploading the videos to Spotify. But you can only do that if you allow Spotify to be your host. So we were like, I don't want to go through the change right now. But then with this whole YouTube thing, we've kind of been proactive and decided, you know, let's have Spotify host us because they still promote to all the other podcasts for your audio. But then we can upload the videos there too. So if let's say we had another strike and we can't post the podcast for two weeks now, you could still see those videos on Spotify, or you could just listen to it as well. Okay. So yeah, and then and then one other thing you you can do is just you know like a you know, if if you want if you don't want the the video if you don't want to go live like I do you know and just be able to edit your video, edit your audio and everything else like Streamyard. You know, so when I go live, um, I have the paid version. So I go live to nine platforms, mm-hmm. you know, all, all at the same time. So you could do that as well and just, but you don't have to go live. You can upload a pre-recorded video. Okay. So, so you guys could edit all of this down and then just do a premiere, you know, then it'll go out to all those platforms and then, you know, it'll, and then you could watch your, your live chat. So you could be chatting with people that were commenting and maybe not knowing that it's live. Mm-hmm or not live so that's always another option as well okay stream yeah we're definitely check out Streamyard because we've looked at restream um io i think they only do live though like for going to live on all the platforms but Streamyard, okay yeah we'll definitely look into that what uh what platforms are you go live on does it go to like you know twitch youtube 
So I, I do uh, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, two YouTube channels, LinkedIn, um, four Facebook pages, you know, so uh, my personal, then like some groups. Um, and then if you now, if you get a guest that comes on, well, it doesn't work for you guys. So you don't do live. But uh, so if I'm if I'm live on somebody else's show on um, and I can actually broadcast that to my you, my personal YouTube now as well. So if I'm a guest on their show mm. now, I can actually choose two platforms to, to put it out for also. I mean, we don't get anything on Twitch, but one yeah. fo- one watcher each week, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. two. But at the end of the day, it's just it's another platform, you know, maybe one day it'll take off, you know, just little by little. But, you know, if not, I got one follower that I didn't have before. Yeah. I mean, even with like if you look at uh, live uh, videos where people, you know, play video games, uh, it started off on YouTube and then it slowly transitioned to Twitch. So, I mean, you never know. Podcasts and cigar, especially cigar podcasts, could be the same thing eventually. Uh, where it just everyone slowly transitions, you know, each one of their followers, you know, to Twitch, and yeah, I mean, it could just take off randomly, and that that's a whole point about being consistent about it and being consistent on every platform is that you never know when it could take off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like you said too, Kevin. I mean, like people look at your page, but maybe they're just looking at like your Instagram or your TikTok or whatever. And they're like, you know, how does this guy have so many followers and so much engagement and all this and that? But like you said, the important thing is to have so many different platforms because someone might find you on Facebook and that might not be their main platform. But then they say, oh, this guy's on YouTube or oh, this guy's on TikTok, too. So then they go over there and then your SEO takes over, like you said. I mean, so that's definitely the best way for really any business to take over the Internet. Yeah, you know, and it's the same as my, my business as well, Cigar Prop. You know, when I first started off, um, you know, I, I always had my own website right right from the beginning. But then other people like, hey, I you know, I, I like Etsy. I only do Etsy. Mm-hmm. I only do eBay. I only do Amazon. So now, you know, we, we branched out Etsy, eBay, Amazon, our own website, you know. So, you know, because you never know, like you said, what platform people are comfortable on and you want to be able to, to reach them. You know, um, and, the, you know, maybe they, they like you, they recommend you to a friend and I'm like, hey, I'm watching this guy on Twitch. And, you know, but that guy's like, eh, I don't like Twitch, you know, and, uh, you, know, they, he, you know, he'll look you up I'm like, oh, hey, I, I like Twitter. So I'm a, I, you know, I, I see that he's on Twitter. I see that he's on LinkedIn. I see that he's on whatever, you know, so. Yeah, yeah people would be surprised. Be people would be surprised, too, how much traction you can actually get on LinkedIn, because I know we mentioned LinkedIn to a few people and they're like, oh, really use LinkedIn? But I mean, you post something on there. If you go live, or there's actually a lot of engagement on LinkedIn. You know, I, I that's I don't tell anybody any of my uh, you know like even like like I, I'm friends with a lot of people. I'm like mm, I don't mention <laughs> LinkedIn, you know, because yeah. because it is it's like I think it's the third most like used platform, like social media platform with mm. the most number of users. Yeah, is LinkedIn. Why wouldn't you try to grab? You know those those people. You know it just you know it, it doesn't cost you anything. No. To go to, to to put a video up over there. You know a few minutes of your time to upload a video. You know me, I go live, so it doesn't cost me any time. It just yeah. goes right there. Do, exactly. do you ever go live on TikTok too? I've never gone live on TikTok just because I I don't I don't want the you know because it's you hear the stories about just people don't like this or this and they start people start reporting mm. you know you're live and then yeah. bam gets uh, gets taken down you know i don't even like watching lives except that one girl or, the, or maybe there's a couple girls like it just they're, they're sleeping but you know and I know, <laughs> and I know everybody's just waiting for that teeny to pop out of that tank top that's the only reason they're watching li- it's the only reason i'm watching live for a couple of minutes you know it's like maybe i'm gonna be the one that sees it you know, but pretty sure it's glued on, and you're never seeing it. Yeah, or they're not even uh, sleeping, and they're purposely holding it in place, their shirt in place. You know, are you using TikTok at like two a.m. in the morning? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Jared yeah. had no so, idea yeah. what we were talking about, but Zach and I, we knew exactly what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no comment. No comment. I yeah. plead the fifth on that. Yeah. So yeah, but no, I I, I try and stay off of going lives just because that that's the. You know, even on Instagram, because that's just where, you know, I, I've just kind of learned, man, you get a lot of people reporting lives, mm-hmm. you know, and that that can hurt you. So, 
yeah. I, just, I just stay off doing that. Like we, so we started on TikTok. That was our first platform. So before we did the podcast too, we would do live streams. It'd be myself, Zach, and his brother Mark, and um, we'd actually get a lot of engagement on TikTok. Surprisingly, uh, a bunch of cigar guys coming in and talking to us. And I don't think we've had issues with people reporting yet, but I'm sure. Yeah, that's obviously going to be the case for a lot of people. Yeah. And you know, what are you saying? We we have had a few like fake accounts or bots you know they'll screenshot or the yeah they'll screenshot like a uh an old picture of us and you know <laughs> like we have the, uh, these uh, every time we go live these accounts uh screenshot of alex's face but the name says mark because they didn't take the yeah. time to know which one is which and you know i'll be a screenshot on there with jared's name and uh and they just troll us the whole time but yeah we i love it we troll them back yeah. and i think that's what kind of boosts the engagement on it you know going from 10 15 views to at a time to like hundreds of views just because the comment section is going crazy and then we you know we have fake argument well not fake arguments yeah. like the the uh um, the people watching us will have arguments with each other uh with the fake people and then with the real people too it's it's the funniest thing yeah, you know, I, I, and plus uh, me being by myself, you know, if I if maybe if a couple of like you guys go live, it's easier to just to start yeah. that conversation to go live. I'd just be like one of those girls that be going like, "Hey, girls, <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for a couple more people to hop on so we can start." You know, like, ah, Jesus. yeah. Well, if if I ever see you live on uh, TikTok, I'll be sure to be watching that tank top. See, hopefully it slips down. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I should, like the, the sleeping one. And then, yeah, just, you know, let my, let the nipple slip out. Like, ah, you guys finally saw it. But the problem with TikTok too is like, so for example, this, you know, the setup we do for the podcast, I like doing that setup, like for YouTube live, for example, when we do go live. But I mean, they have TikTok studio, but it's still in beta, I guess. So they only give you access for one week and then they take it off. And like, so you, you have to have the, you know, the selfie setup or like just the iPhone camera, like that's like 10 yards away so you can see everyone. So it's just like, yeah, it's like you can't win. You can't win. Well, you know, the format yeah. on TikTok, you know, it's all portrait video. So it's, uh, even with the studio, uh, if you were going to go landscape, it's, it's hard to get it, to engage, uh, people where they actually have to turn their phone. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, people, you know, they're used to holding their phone a certain way. Even if they have to turn it, you know, they get tired of holding it turned like that. So then they'll just swipe away and just keep going. Um, you know, especially if you're going to be on TikTok all day. Yeah. But like with YouTube, yeah. people that go on YouTube, it's, you know, that's what they're used to. They're either watching on the computer or they turn their phone sideways to watch a YouTube channel. Plus, uh, TikTok studios uh, for Windows only. And so you see a lot of gamers just for gaming all the time. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so I, I, I've gotten some complaints on some of my, my videos on uh, YouTube, some of my uh, shorter videos, like my Tech Tip Sundays and some, you know, and like, oh, can you can you do it in a, you know, a landscape? I'm like, no, people still watch <laughs> Portrait. You know, it's like, you know, and, and I follow the numbers. I follow what they say. And, and even on YouTube, you know, unless it's a longer video, yeah. you know, if I'm watching like a, like a 30 or 40 minute plus thing, I will, you know, I won't hold my phone. I'll put it on something and put it in landscape. But if it's a video that's a minute, couple minutes, five minutes long, I just hold it in portrait mode. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they say that's what the majority of people do. So I'm like, why wouldn't I just make a, a video, you know, or that format for what the majority of people, how they, how they watch, you know, just, <laughs> you know, keep keeping tabs of things, the tabs of things like that. Yeah, I mean, like even like personally, like I know myself, right? And I'll be watching Netflix on my phone, and I'll get tired of holding my phone like that, you know. And then so it's like, you know what? I'm just gonna go on TikTok. So <laughs> I'll, I'll put Netflix away and I just go on TikTok, just because uh, we've been conditioned, you know, with Vine musically going into TikTok to hold your phone portrait, and we get we've been conditioned to these short videos, uh, you know, where you get like high dopamine levels and they make you happy just watching them, where it has to be in portrait to get those the, the views that you want um yeah yeah, yeah exactly and, and, and i you know i don't watch netflix on my phone jessica does all the time if i want to watch a movie i'll go over to tiktok i'll find that movie and then someone has breaking that movie yeah. down and, <laughs> into 10 five minute videos and, uh, and i you know like i said and i've, I've got you know I, I watched catch me if you can the other day yeah you know which i've seen it before i'm like ah oh, sweet like let's recap the whole movie in five you know, or 10, five minute chunks. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sure we've all been yelled at. I mean, I'm, I know I have, you know, by my girlfriend, I'll be watching a whole movie on TikTok part 
be on part 126 <laughs> of like just a TikTok account that posted, yeah, Catch Me If You Can or anything. Um, and then they're like, why don't you just put it on the movie? And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm good right here. I'm, I'm already good. 50 parts yeah. deep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm already, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm already this far. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it out to the end. Yeah, and you know what happens? You go watch that movie for real and you're like, man, I saw half of this already, so now you gotta skip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you said too, I mean, like people will comment all the time, like, uh, oh, you know, you should put it in landscape or you should put it in portrait or you should do this. But I think what people, some creators, what they do is if they listen to the comments too much and then they're all over the place and then they don't have like their own unique style anymore. They're just kind of doing whatever other people say without taking into consideration like, oh, this might work for me. This might not work for me, which is why I think it's important to, you know, not take all the advice that you receive, but, you know, do what's best for you and what you enjoy specifically. Because if you're doing something that you don't enjoy and you're trying to get more traction, that that's not going to last very long. Yeah, yeah you, you, you definitely got to pay attention to what people want, you know, um, and then not pay attention to because some people just want the super know, critical uh, the yeah, super or, or just critics, unrealistic yeah. things. I remember when we when we did our cigar lighter bleeding tool, um, me and the machine shop, luckily, the, the two guys that owned it are cigar smokers. They told me it was dumb. They, the idea like, oh, you want to do what? Make a tool that bleeds lighters? Go, That's the dumbest thing we've ever heard. Nobody's going to buy that. <laughs> so now so you have to make it. Yeah, so 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 you know, we I'm like, okay, I'll so I'll do an Indiegogo because you can't allow, you can't have that on Kickstarter because it's got you know something to do with whatever, yeah, lighters, whatever. So um, sold a ton of them. Like I said, got like feedback just right away. Oh, hey, you know, it'd be nice if you did this or you did this. So um, we ended up selling a thousand of them in like 30 days, and then um, uh, I took the feedback to you know the guys at the machine shop. I'm like, hey, you know, let's create the version two. Um, we'll release that in a, in a couple of months. And then when we release the version two, then people are like, oh, you know, you should add this and this and this. I'm like, well, there's no way that's happening. And even to this day, I'm like, hey, they're like, hey, can you add a screwdriver on there? Do you want to pay $12 more for this thing? If I add yeah. a screwdriver? Like you should get a multi-tool. A, yeah, you should add a punch cut for what? Those eight people that still punch their cigars? <laughs> you know, and I, go, and I go, do you know how much blades are? And I go, I've looked into them. It triples the price of this Yeah. for, for everybody, mm-hmm. you but, know, just, you know. And yeah, and, and, and that's the thing. And I think that differentiates, you know, just like normal people from business people, right? Because like I grew up in the restaurant business. And if we listen to any every customer that came <laughs> in with uh, critique about the food, oh, you need more ricotta cheese, you need more of this, you need more of that. Uh, you wouldn't have the same menu in a month. Yeah, in a month, it would be shit too. Yeah, it'd be different. Food would be bad. You know, and then you realize that those same people are making those critiques still come in twice a week, three times a week. Well, they don't make food. That's why. Yeah. They they don't. Like, oh, you should add this. Oh, buy that one ingredient that I can't use in in any other recipes or just keep doing what I'm doing because, you know, a lot of this food overlaps into different dishes. You know, because I was in the restaurant business for years as, as well. You know, and then the people like said that, you know, like, you know what you should make. I'm like, you should start a business yeah. and, do, and, and do that and do that yourself. That's what you should do. Yeah. And then you'll realize how much things cost to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's outrageous. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, like you, like you said with a punch guy, you start adding blades, you start adding multi-tools, you start adding all this stuff. And then you have to raise the price a uh, significant amount. And they're like, oh, my God, he raised the price, you know, instead of. Uh, something that's five bucks now it's twenty bucks. What happened? Uh, I'm not gonna buy that anymore. It's like, well, you're the one that gave me the idea to put that, and now you don't want it. So yeah. You, oh, it's it's, a, it's the same with cigars. So I was I just gonna a, say I, that. I, I, yeah. So so I've got I got a retailer buddy of mine. I'm no names because I said this will get out there. Yeah, of course. But um, he's got a guy, you know, and, and I was talking to him last week about this and a, a customer, and I was like, hey, you know, you should bring in this cigar. Like everybody's loving it. You need to bring this in. You know, he's like, this dude's hounding me for months to bring this cigar in. You know, I'm like, I don't know, maybe there's something I don't know about this cigar. So I bring it in. Nobody's buying it. Nobody's selling it. And that cocksucker that got me to brought it in <laughs> hasn't placed a single yeah. order. Oh, it's you too know? expensive. It's too expensive here. I buy it online, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I buy it online. Yeah, you're way too expensive. Ah. Yeah. I was going to say, too, like, I'm sure you've gotten critiques on the cigars that you sell as well, like your brand. Um, you know, people saying, oh, you know, I wish it was like this or I think you should make it, you know, darker or stronger or, you know, this rapper or whatever. And it's like, OK, you know, there's 50 other rappers out there. There's, you know, thousand plus combinations of tobacco I could have used. 
but you know let's just ignore all that and let's go for everything yeah luckily not too much yet you know we did our first cigar with espinoza you know um the, the barber pole with the smoke in thing you know obviously the espinoza crowd they loved it they mm-hmm. bought it you know nobody's gonna say anything bad about espinoza or you should have done this or this um and we did the fratello vice versa we got some good good things on that one and then luckily my, my two new cigars they're still pretty new so everybody's everybody's loving it you good. know no no critiques yet like you know so i mean some people you know that like i'll ask them about it. I'm like hey what'd you think of it and they're like you know what it, it was okay you mm-hmm. know it was just and i'm like yeah that's fine because there's nothing wrong with just okay right you know like there, there are cigars from manufacturers that are friends of mine like close close friends of mine that i just don't like some of their cigars they're just okay or they just don't hit my palate right right you know, it is what it is you can't make everybody happy but as long as there's no issues with the construction that's yeah. where it, that that's where it's it can't ha- and then you can have one every now and then right um so like two or two years ago last year was my two years ago my number one cigar uh, the dunbarton tobacco and trust silver mesa and the el americano i smoked hundreds of those in that year i had one one that mm-hmm. had a, a wonky burn and that that is i mean if i smoked 200 cigars i would expect 20 right to, to, and like that was that would be acceptable to me but to have one you know i'm like oh my god that that's that's awesome so as long as the the cigar the majority of the time burns when you light it on fire you know um it's got good smoke output a good decent ash i'm not a long ash guy you know if it holds an inch or you know whatever as long as it's not super flaky you know so people can say what they want you know they you like it or they don't like it but as long as the construction is mm-hmm. there that's as long as that's not what they're complaining about right i'm happy i'm happy yeah Oh. No, yeah, I've said this recently too. I mean, if you have a box of cigars and one of them burns wonky or has a problem, that's still a great cigar. Like one out of twenty or one out of ten is still phenomenal. I mean, just like you said, you know, two hundred out of or ten out of two hundred, or one out of two hundred even, like that's crazy. Yeah, I that mean, crazy. Yeah. When we were uh, designing, you know, the base of cigar, and you know, we we went through all of our blends, different types of blends, and. Uh, uh, stuff like that when we were smoking them um, like the test samples you know we had some the construction on it i don't know if it was just because the blend that it was um you know it would flake off a lot and i remember I, the first i was smoking it in a suit and immediately a quarter of an inch it started flaking and i'm like i looked at alex and i'm like alex man <laughs> th- this isn't it like the flavor is okay but this you know just it flaking itself it can't be our cigar we can't put our name on it and um you know the base of cigar that you know that we ended up putting out uh the construction on it i mean we we smoke bases literally all day every day basically and uh yeah the construction on it's been fantastic i mean yeah yeah just like you said out of the 200 you know we probably had like maybe five or so five to ten that were that, that were bad you know and it's not even it's not even bad enough where you can't smoke it's just uh you know it starts burning a little bit uneven but then it corrects and to us it's like we we look at that we notice it but we're like okay it's still good um but yeah we are big on construction and smoke output that was actually our two main things when we designed it yeah Uh, because too especially like us being cigar smokers you know you want to smoke especially if it's your cigar you want to be able to enjoy it and like you said construction is a big thing i think draw is another great thing having a nice open draw where you're not you know working your jaw muscles too much is a great plus too yeah, so um, so on this cigar we're smoking here, laces out. So here's a story I, uh, that that I've never told before. So I'll tell it here on on the show that would happen Ex- with this cigar exclusively on the uh, Cigar Guys podcast. <laughs> e- exclusively. Um, so this was supposed to be released with the Cert Mythe Bruscar. You know, they were supposed to be released at the same time because mm-hmm. that one is Connecticut Broadleaf. This one laces out is actually Dominican Broadleaf. This is actually only the second cigar on the market that's ever used Dominican broadly mm. ever. It's, it's just, it's a new thing. When we got the, the initial batch in, we were the first ever to have a Dominican broadleaf cigar in the country, in the U S. Um, cause we beat Sinistro. Sinistro used it on their 10th anniversary and mine arrived at the port, you know, a few weeks before there. Nice. So technically I can say, <laughs> you know, but so, we, so, uh, I got the cigars in, Started smoking them, fantastic. I mean, just unbelievable. And then I got a bad one, like really bad. Um, and then I got another bad one. 
mm. and another bad one. And then I got five good ones, six good ones, seven good ones, and then another bad one. And I'm like, all right, so then I'm, and I'm testing the, the, the humidity along the way too. I'm dry boxing, because when you get cigars in from the factory, a lot of times it's, you know, it's plus 70, 72, mm. 74, 76 Yeah, they were high, yeah. You know, they were high, so you got, you got to let them down. And then, so un, unbundled all of them, the entire batch, put them in a cooler, mixed them all together, um, and then randomly sent them out to half a dozen guys. I'm like, is it just me? Am I overthinking it? Every one of them came back, man, we smoked one, two, flawless. And then they fell apart. You know, so talking with the guys at Sinistro, got with the factory, Ram, and uh, and they're like, send them back, send them back. Now there there was enough good ones to where because we've all had these with boutique cigars. Mm-hmm. You know, you get them, you know, and then it's like they just release them. I'm like, that's not going to be me. I'm not going to release these cigars. And then they actually started taking them apart. They smoked some, and it ended up being a bad binder. Mm-hmm. You know, just not not something that they could have seen or right. felt you know but it just came back to you know doing their surgical thing and it being a bad binder so they're like we're going to push you to the front of the pack we're going to remake all these cigars and then i'm like but I, let's not rush this let's just take our time let's set them in the cool room for a little bit longer um they came back and they're burning flawlessly there there's no issues at all but um and, and i think that's a you know a testament to Sinistro, testament to Artista cigars that made them, and uh, and just a testament to us that we're just never going to release anything that's just not kosher. Because how many, how many, you know, from boutique cigars you guys smoked, you know, and you get a couple, you're like, God, why was, why did they send this to me? Yeah, like this isn't good. You know, it's not burning. Why did they not smoke them? Do they are they not doing quality <laughs> control? And I think a lot of people aren't. No. You know, because I think that makes sense because now I went through that. You know, like I said, if I'd have smoked the first five, six, oh, these are fantastic. Let's just push them to market. Right. You know, we've, but... I mean, we've had plenty of cigars that we've smoked for, and we'll smoke one or two of them, maybe three, and just to give it a, you know, fair judgment. And it's like, dude, really? Like, you released this? Yeah. Just like you said. And, I mean, that's why, like, you know, yourself and especially when we started our cigar brand, we were like, okay, we have all these in. You know, send them out to 20 people, have 20 people try them, give them a couple and people that actually smoke cigars actually know what they're talking about and then get the feedback from them to make sure that there are no issues or even, you know, that'll help you be a self-critic and be like, okay, I don't want this on my cigar. I don't want my name on this. So, yeah, definitely, especially boutique cigar brands that are trying to get their name out there, trying to get more traction. There definitely needs to be more quality control especially with how competitive the industry is getting now that's going to be top priority for a lot of consumers is you know quality construction quality smoke output stuff like that yeah exactly. yeah you know, because you only get that one chance especially if you're if you're a boutique or mm-hmm. especially if you're someone like me that's been in the media for years you know you, your first cigar and it's a dud yeah you know it's like how do i get someone to buy the second cigar again or the third mm-hmm. you know it just doesn't it doesn't happen you know, like you said, when you send them out to like friends or colleagues, one thing I, you know, I, I'll say is like, I don't care what you think of the cigar, like of the flavor. If you loved it, I appreciate that. Yeah. If it's not your thing, I appreciate the fleet feedback. But at the end of the day, I don't care what you think mm-hmm. of how the cigar tastes because I, you know, I made it for me, for right. my palate. Exactly. You know, so so the other people are going to like it as well. You know, just you know, tell me what you think of the band. It was it a cool band? Was it a cool design? <laughs> How's how is the swag? You know, and how did the cigar perform? Yeah, because yeah. taste is one of those things where it's, yeah, it's very subjective. Everyone's going to either like it or not yeah. like it. So, so Kevin, can you kind of go to the flavor notes and how the how your current cigar tastes right now a little bit? Uh, you know, I, I said this in the video the other day I did uh, uh, on Instagram. Uh, this cigar, this laces out is just it's it's maddening because that Dominican broadleaf has a distinct note that some people are going to like some people are not going to like and i can't place it i'm gonna mm. send you guys you make sure you send me you send me your email address i'm gonna send you guys some cigars because because maybe a cigar guy smoking maybe you can tell me but other people said the same thing we just can't place this note like what is this and i, I don't know what it is it's just a weird but uh, to me it tastes like cigar yeah it tastes like cigar <laughs> you know it's it just how's my cigar different you know this one how's this one different yes it's the the only the second cigar on market to use dominican broadleaf so i have that i have that going for me that it is 
distinct period you know i came up with a cool band you know i'm wearing the laces out jersey so it's got a cool story behind it you know the first one our cert my scar you know which is irish for real good trash um so that has a cool story you know you know my my you know uh, earliest ancestor cornelia shahan came to came or left ireland in 1679 or 1678 so we we the shahans have been in america since 1679 i wanted to pay homage to him you know and using you know the the connecticut broadleaf and how is that cigar different than any other cigar no it's the same it's got a different story behind it mm-hmm. you know that's the only difference between that cigar and every other cigar on the market it's round it's brownish it <laughs> lights on fire when you put a torch to it and it smokes has tobacco you know, it, you know so yeah it has tobacco and other than that that's the only difference between that and thousands of other cigars and you know that's it hey kevin you send them we'll do a review We'll do that boring of you you like. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you know, but but I, I did I, I do get manufacturers that that do ask me to review their cigars, and then I don't do it publicly, you know, like because they know I've got like a rating system. Mm-hmm. And we had one last year, and they were uh, two companies that were getting ready to release cigars, and uh, the one company listened to me, and I go, "This is not good," and I go, "You've got some issues, you know, uh, on this on this cigar. It's the weight, it's underfilled," and then the owner goes. I kind of had those suspicions too, but mm-hmm. he goes, my friends kept telling me there was nothing wrong with it. And I go, don't give those guys any more cigars. I go, that, <laughs> you, that doesn't do you any justice yeah. if your friends just tell you that. And they completely revamped the cigar. Uh, they sent me the next and it, and it was just flawless, flawless cigar. And he thanked me for it for because he ended up not releasing it. Another one they released at a, a PCA and I begged them, I go, please don't release the cigar. I go, it's not ready. It's just not good, you know, and uh, they released it and it's still not doing good. They haven't gotten good reviews. And I'm like, I don't, you know, and problem is they made too many. They made, they were done. They were done. They were banded. What do you do at that point? You know, me, I I threw mine away. I threw over a thousand away. I just started over. No. Yeah. That's crazy. You definitely, especially people starting out, if they're starting a cigar brand, the advice has to definitely come from someone that knows what they're talking about people that have been in the industry and will give honest feedback too. Um, but like you said, I like that you brought up the fact that, um, you know, you're like, Oh, my cigar, it, it tastes like every other cigar. It's tobacco, you know? Cause a lot of, uh, people that reach out to us, especially in the comments, they're like, Oh, you know, what flavor notes am I supposed to be tasting? Or I'm not getting these flavor notes you said. And at the end of the day, it's like, dude, like, do you like the cigar? then that's it. Like, as long as you enjoy the cigar, because especially when I started smoking cigars, I didn't know anything about flavor notes. I was just like, oh, I like this one, and I don't like this one. And at the end of the day, that's the most important part about it. That's it. Whether you you enjoyed it, you had a good experience with that cigar. There's no reason, you know, that you should get all of these different notes. And, and most of the manufacturers don't. You know, I talk to these people like, hey, you know what? You know, it, it's great that Charlie Manana gets a dozen different things. That's Charlie's palate. You know, um, but you know, at most we'll get two or three different flavors, mm-hmm. and we don't blend to those flavors anyways. We're just looking for something a little bit different in our portfolio, mm-hmm. you know. So that they're not, you know, looking for the chocolate. They're not looking for this. Right. If they find it, you know, like, oh, hey, this has got some good chocolate. Can we make this chocolate stronger? And like, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, so we know the tobacco that is in this cigar that is giving you that chocolate note. Yes, we can increase that tobacco. You know, then you know you have the chance of you know, making the rest of the cigar a little wonky, but, but yeah, it's just, it is what it is. As long as you're enjoying the cigar, you're having a good time. You know, that's all that, that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, we've had that issue too, where, you know, uh, we took some critiques, like when we were testing out cigars and, uh, we put, you know, a different kind of tobacco in it. We kept the same wrapper. We changed the wrapper on it. Uh, we kept the same blend, you know, just different stuff like that. And it's crazy how much, uh, one leaf could change the entire yeah. profile of a cigar uh, to the point where you're like, wow, I really hate this cigar. We changed one minor thing. We put a little bit more filler in it or we did this or we did that. And you're just like, this cigar is like unsmokable now um, just because you tried that thing. And that's okay. It's good. It's a good process to learn from it. Um, but yeah, it's just the tiniest thing could change the the flavor of the cigar, the uh, how it burns, how uh, people will like it. And, you know, that's a big thing. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's crazy. Like I said, it's just all the, it's a butterfly effect. You know, the tiniest little thing is, is all it takes just to mess it up completely. 
and then you gotta go all the way back to the beginning and start and start over again mm-hmm. that that's yeah like you said you gotta learn at some point you gotta learn uh your lessons just stop just stop <laughs> it's just, good yeah stop. just just stop because you're starting to overthink it yeah you know you're start you, you you really do and i do that on a lot of my a lot of my projects i'll do mm-hmm. you know I, I lost a a dear friend of mine a couple of years ago and he was a machinist tool and die maker robotics guy he was always the guy i needed that like, when i was having an issue with something you know i'm like dick you know um you know help me out with this and he'll be like kevin i You've got like this, this, and this. Like if you're building something or, or like steps into making something, you're overthinking it, man. Mm-hmm. Just keep it simple. Just take out this, this, just do this. And then, you know, or in the machining process, if you just, if you if you did this machine, use this machine over here that can do this and this, your cost will be cut in half. And, you know, um, unfortunately I don't have him with me anymore, but I'm, I'm always thinking of him mm-hmm. whenever, whenever I'm, I'm in that situation of anything, making anything, doing anything, a project, you know, I'll grab a Liga Pravada T52. I'll sit down and I'll, I'll just channel, you know, uh, Richard, my buddy Dick, you know, it's like, and it's just, and I'll think of myself and I hear his voice to this day. It's like, Kevin, stop overthinking it. Kevin, stop overthinking it. And then most of the time, you know, just like, I got it. I got it. Thank you. And then luckily I have his son, who took after us, you know, I'll call my buddy Brian, I'm like, hey, can I come over for a little bit and just hang out, you know, and then um, I'll go over to his house and same thing with him. And, he, you know, he'll, he'll be like, so what's going on? You know, I'm like, here's a problem I'm having, you know, and he'll he'll help me, you know, just like his dad, help me work through it. Yeah, you got to have those buddies, too, that you go to when you're stuck and say, hey, you know, here's what's going on. And then I, the conversation will eventually lead to a good result, uh, whatever the issue is especially when you're not talking about it you know that that's the yeah. biggest thing you know when you're focusing on a project or an issue you know you just you, you you're you're so into it you can't even think anymore so it's just going to a buddy's house and having a cigar you know just chatting mm-hmm. you know and then all of a sudden it's like i got it you know because your brain was clear you're talking about cars you're talking about you know what how your wife pissed you off that day or something and then in the background your mind is still working those cogs are still turning it's trying to complete that task and uh just when you least expect it you got it mm-hmm. so the key lesson that we learned here today guys folks watching at home is don't overthink whether it's cigars or whatever's going on in life just don't overthink it yeah step away you'll think about a good solution for it and then you'll come back even better than you were before Maybe yeah, go on TikTok at 2 a.m. for a little while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, go, yeah watch, watch that girl. You know, make sure you're recording it. I got to see that nipple, you know, just screenshot it. It's bound to happen. Oh, Kevin, thanks so much for coming on, man. We've had a great conversation. I'm glad you joined us. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. So, guys watching, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Cigar Guys. Make sure you go check out Kevin at Cigar Prop as well as the Trash Panda Cigars. But thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing to the Cigar Guys podcast and hitting the notification bell so you can stay updated when we upload new episodes. Go to our link tree as well. You can find all our social media on there. TikTok, Instagram, whatever it is, we're all on there. But thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.